We don't expect you to watch the markets like a hawk, but that's what we do, right? So so we'll hold your hand through it. We will let you know when it's time to buy, sell, reallocate, lock in profits. So you can be in the right place at the right time the majority of the time. And ultimately in the end, that's how you maximize your return, minimize your risk, grow your wealth, grow your wealth so much that hopefully it becomes a generationally impacting wealth transfer where you can pass it on to the next generation as well. Welcome to the show. Of course, today is Economic Update with Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott. Yay! Yay. It's so great to be with you. And we, uh, I heard you all had a great weekend and I wasn't there. Oh, We missed you. It was a great weekend. You know, we left, we left 77 degree Phoenix back to a foot of snow, you know, here in, in Kansas City. And uh, But I'll tell you what, we had an incredible weekend with some of the most unique combinations yeah. of people, you know, we're in the, we had a, you know, a, a booth and a, and a media booth. And we were in the green room for speaking at the reawaken event with General Flynn and, and Clay Clark this weekend. And, you know, when you stand there, they have coffee and stuff. You be like, we had a long conversation with, with Dr. Zelenko, who was Trump's doctor, walked mm-hmm. him through, through COVID, you know, like Obviously, that. Obviously, Dr. Stella Emanuel, she's pretty remarkable. And it's one of these, you know, combinations of like, you know, uh, Dr. Brian Artis, Dr. Zelenko. Yeah, that was a great combination Dr. right there. Dr. Stella, you know, and, and, and these people, you know, from very, I mean, you can't have more diverse backgrounds, you know, uh, ethnicity, uh, culture, growing up, all these things than, than some of these folks, but they're all coming together in this unified mm-hmm. way of like saving America. Some of the brightest minds in our country, Dr. Peter McCullough, you know, with conversations with so many people that are doing whatever it takes to put the truth out there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people aren't hearing this stuff because they're just, you know, CNN and Fox and mainstream the people that are doing the, the real work to save America right now, people that have seven, eight, nine thousand yeah. COVID patients with zero deaths, you know, and they're they're trying to preach this is why there's a reason why mm-hmm. it's the hospital protocol and we have a, there's an alternative. You don't need to be, you know, dying from this. Um, they're silenced, you know, so we're in a weird weird time but i tell you what there's a lot more people doing good stuff than a small number of people that are suppressing it doing uh bad things and so anyways we're really excited to uh i don't kind of bring back that hope we got shows lined up all this week just like hey there are great answers and great people putting this together you know it's interesting as we were at that event you know people are concerned about their health they're concerned about their spiritual health you know amanda grace is there and and dave scarlett you know concerned about that but another thing we hear a lot about, and I'm so thankful for our relationship with you, and we've known you for 25 years, is they're concerned about their wealth. What are they going to do during this time? And truly, to have someone that we trust, that obviously, you know, we have been doing things with you with Silver, but that we trust that we can offer the flyover family. Yeah. I think that's huge. Yeah, I mean, and and some of this stuff is is not rocket science. It's just common sense, right? You just have to know how to put the pieces together. It's like, oh yeah, I never thought of it that way. Some of it does take kind of rocket scientist stuff. It's like trying to figure out why in the world would would Biden do what he's doing Oof. because brandonomics doesn't work. Right. It doesn't work. <laughs> Not at all. Well, you know, that is a good broken. one. B- Biden inflation. <laughs> Biden inflation. <Broken>. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I got to thinking just, just, just this morning, um, so our, our CEO, Amy, who, you know, she went, she went to a boat show with, with her son this weekend. And, um, 
why did you have a big, huge boat show in Colorado? Because we only have like eight or ten lakes or something like that. But there was a big boat show, right? So, so have you all ever been on a rowboat, either now or when you were a kid, and it starts like filling up with water, and you think, <laughs> eh, it's gonna be okay, right? We'll be fine. <laughs> like, and then you wonder, how did it get there? Did did I splash water in there, or is there actually a hole in the bottom of it? And once it gets, okay, it's just kind of like tickling your toes. And then it's like, man, the water's getting up to my ankle. Um, then it's like, you know, it's like, okay, we got, we got a problem here. Well, this is, this is the case with America, right? It's like, we've, we've had this, this leak in, in our, in our boat. Um, not really known that it's there too much cause it's been a slow leak, but now the, the hole is getting really big. You know, the, the years and the decades of and centuries almost of like financial mismanagement have made that hole so big that it's just really accelerating. So I'm going to go over some numbers here just to show you and and the viewers like how quickly things are starting to to really fall apart. Mm -hmm. And then we can try to figure out how quickly or how much time do we have for this this rowboat sinks here right man so, i think that's a great topic to cover especially when you have an answer to it because this isn't just coming along and like pointing out a problem right there's always a way to counteract the other mm -hmm. side of the teeter-totter so right so so let's look at the national debt first okay so when did our country start 1776 right so obviously our national debt was zero on july 4th 1776 right we had nothing um from there to 1929 so 1776, 1876, you know, so like 150 years, give or take, it went from zero to 17 billion. So we had 17 billion in national debt in 1929. Fast forward to 2001. So another, what, 80, 80 years later, roughly, um, it got up to 5.8 trillion. Wow. So then 2011, so so put this into perspective, from 1776 until 2001, our, our national debt went from zero to 5.8 trillion. From 2001 to 2011, it jumped up to 14.8 trillion. Now 2011 to 2021, it doubled again. We're now at 29 trillion, right? So in, in 200 and what, 40 years, give or take, um, We've gone from zero to 29 trillion, but we were only at 15 trillion 10 years ago. So we, what took us, you know, 230 years to accumulate, we doubled mm -hmm. where we were 10 years ago. This is how this is accelerating. It's starting to grow exponentially, right? And and that's that's un, unsustainable. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's truly unsustainable. I mean, I when I graduated from, well. When I grew so okay, so 25 years ago, roughly, um, little, little about that, we had only about 45, 4.5 trillion dollars national debt. When I graduated from high school, we were about four trillion. It's like, has all this happened since I've graduated from high school? Pretty much, wow. and I'm not that old. I mean, right, I'm, I'm like you guys, right? <laughs> I don't think we're you are. Young. I think you're a spring chicken. Yeah, no, you're we're, a spring we're young. chicken. We're, we're young, but, but. Even if I were old, even if I were 80 or 90 years old, right? No offense think, to 90-year-olds out there. 
you think, man, <laughs> how, how could this have happened in my lifetime? Right. Right. When it took, when it took 230 years to go from zero to where we are, but, but we've, we've seen it starting to double every mm -hmm. 10 years. So what does that mean? It means by the year 2030, we're probably going to be at $60 trillion debt unless something is fixed because this is really, really broken. Right. Now, Kurt, can I ask you a question on this number right here? Cause I, mm -hmm. it's hard to understand on a, on a, on a federal level, but let's say on a personal level, if someone had $80,000 in debt, you'd say, well, what do you have for it? Well, I have $80,000 in debt, but I have this car, this boat, there's some things I could sell off to liquidate mm -hmm. a portion of that. Or is it all like just credit card debt that you, you ate the food? You know, is there, is there anything balanced counteracting that debt? Is it all just, just straight debt or is there anything tangible backing it up? So you have to look, you have to look at the federal budget, right? You have to go to, um, whitehouse.gov, pull up the budget, which is a few thousand pages long, go to table S I think 211 or something like that at the end where it actually shows the summary of the budget. What do we spend our money on? Is it, is it like, um, land? Is it, is it buying something that will last forever? No, 73%. Um, actually, no, it's, it's, it's up more than that. It's close to 80% of every dollar that we spend in America goes towards entitlements, social security, women, infant, children programs, food stamps, Medicare, Medicaid, welfare type things. Now, social security is not an entitlement, right? That you pay into that your whole life expecting to, so that's a mandatory payment. Entitlements are something that they're just print and they, and they give it away. And then it, and then it, it sinks, it goes away. So it's not like you really got anything in return other than than helping people or paying them to stay in a lifestyle. See, I'm not against welfare. I, I just don't think it should be in the hands of the government. It should be hands of private individuals or the church, right? To be mm -hmm. the benevolent beings that take care of other people. Because here's a little political religious commentary, right? Um, um, so George Barna, um, very famous Christian pollster, about a decade ago, um, did a, did a study on how many evangelicals tithe, right? And what would mm -hmm. you think that, that number is? I think it's probably low. I would 30% get, maybe. I'm going to guess 15%. Okay. So tithing is giving your first 10%, right? right? Mm -hmm. It's your first fruits. So they didn't actually ask the word tithe. They said, how many evangelicals give? Okay. It could be giving five bucks in the, in okay. the offering on Easter, right? Mm -hmm. So that's even less than tithing. Only three percent. Wow! So, so that's just giving up, of any kind. Giving of any kind. So, if it's up wow. to individuals in the church to take care of of people in need, you know, widows and orphans and so forth, but we're not doing it. Well, somebody has to fill the gap. The government did, mm -hmm. right? It's just they just filled this need that that we should have taken care of ourselves. If more people would actually do what God commanded them to do, we wouldn't have the burgeoning debt that we have because almost 80% of everything that we spend in a given year goes out towards, towards welfare now, right? Now, there's a lot of politics behind that. You, you give people to get votes, right? Mm -hmm. and, and so there's, there's problems that we have, but it's unsustainable. We can't get out of it. It's, it, it's like you can't take back what you've already given, Right. Mm -hmm. So you start to, right. to withhold that, which is what they would have had to do if they were to um, not raise the debt ceiling. 
Because if you don't raise the debt ceiling and welfare type programs, mandatory payments are, are pushing 80% of everything that we actually make in a year, what are they going to have to cut? That, mm-hmm. right? So, so therefore, they're not going to get votes. This is why they always raise the debt ceiling. This is why um, they continue to spend and they just keep kicking the can down the road because politicians want to get reelected. See, it's a structural problem politically what we have, but it's but it's also a spending problem. We spend like drunken sailors, but we bring in three point eight trillion dollars a year as you know in federal tax revenue. We don't have a problem making income on on the revenue side, right? On the income side of the balance sheet, it's looking okay. Where we have a problem is on the spending side of it, right? Now that's that's our issue. Everyone says, "Oh my word, we have to raise taxes. We're never going to find." It's like we don't have an income mm-hmm. problem. We have a spending problem mm-hmm. in America. So, so that's one issue that we have. We have this national debt. Now, let's look at debt to GDP. I know that our gross domestic product, everything that we produce, and you know, as as a nation, right? Um, now you divide that into the debt. In the year 2000, this was only 21 years ago, debt-to-GDP ratio was 55%. You had the big, massive market correction of 2009, right? Remember that? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, printing went out uh, through the ceiling, right? Our debt-to-GDP ratio in 2009 jumped up to 82%. So, wow. So that was a huge jump from 55 to 82 in just nine years. Well, where are we now? 12 years later, we're at 122%. Oh, my gosh. So we, we spend more than our entire national debt every single year. History is not on our side on this issue. A hundred when So when debt to GDP rate reaches 100%, mm-hmm. 100% of the time, the nation doesn't survive that. So in its current form. Now, will we survive as people? Sure. Did the Roman Republic cease to exist? Yes. But did the people still live in Italy? Yeah, they still do today, right? But there was a new economic system. There was a new money. There was a new, the Republic died Mm -hmm. and something took its place. Well, we're on the verge of everything that we know is is collapsing before our very eyes, right? So, so let's look at, let's look at something else (laughs) because we're, we're looking at numbers here to try to tell if this boat is sinking or not, right? Right. So, um, yeah, this morning, um, read a report, 334 companies on the New York stock exchange hit a 52 week low this week. Okay. That's twice the amount that, of, that made highs. The last time there was only three times in the history of America that this has happened where, um, the number of companies making all time lows is more than double the amount of making all time highs, Right. Three other times. What happened during one of those times? It was in the year 2000. Tech stocks came down 80% after that. Mm-hmm. S&P 500 came down 50%. It just shows that that things hit their peak and now they're, they're declining, right? Mm-hmm. And this is just common sense. You don't need to be a PhD economist to figure this one out. Um, nobody's working. Mm-hmm. People don't have money to spend. The only reason that the stock market is being held together right now with a Band-Aid is from stimulus money that that comes from all these stupid build back better plan and yep. infrastructure bills and raising the debt ceiling that the Brandonomics is so good about but, while raising taxes to try to fund that. 
well, raising taxes doesn't work when people are living at the margin because that just means they have less of a bottom line to spend, right? So, which doesn't really help somebody. Man, it's, it's a it, fake. It's a fake number. If you and we're seeing that. I mean, we're seeing that happen. You know, we came from Phoenix and we always have a meet and greet event. Well, we couldn't, they, could, they didn't have staff for us to even have a meet and greet event at the hotel for like a ballroom. They're like, we would love to do it, but we don't have staff for it. So they just had us take over the hotel basically. And they had a couple of bartenders that were running and a manager stepped in. Uh, but that's all they had, you know? And, and, it, and it frustrated. Right. They said, we're losing about $10,000 a day because we don't have the employees to actually accept business. Um, we park our car at a quality end by the airport here. And so you can park your car there. It's pretty cheap. And then they give you a ride to the hotel. That quality end. Uh, give you a ride to the to, airport. To the airport. Give mm-hmm. you from, from the quality end to the, to the airport. That hotel is operating with three employees right now um, total. It's a husband and wife owner and one other employee that's like full-time. And then some other little part-time is like a maintenance guy that works 10 or 15 hours a week. But and, and then One they have house cleaner for the whole place. One house cleaner for the whole hotel. They they just don't have, they can't get people to come into work. It's crazy. Yeah, it, it is. It is wild. And so when that happens, it's because the government's printing money to pay people to stay home mm-hmm. during COVID, right? It's not that there's a lack of workers out there. It's not like everybody in America died over the last two years. They're just being paid to stay home. Right. And, and I'm not built that way. Right. It's Mm -hmm. like, I would go stir crazy. It's like, I need to go out and create, I need to go out and work. I need to do what I'm created to do. Right. But, but this is not the case. I mean, everywhere you look, there's help wanted signs. It's like Mm -hmm. people, companies want people to work, but yet they won't. So, so where does this all come from? Well, it comes from printing money right? It, it, they're just printing money like there's no tomorrow. Money is, they're acting like it grows on trees because all they have to do is press the little red button and they can print more of it, right? So so here's a, a, a kind of a weird, creepy number. So from 1913 until 2008, you know, almost 100 years, the money supply grew by $800 billion. So that in 100 years, it grew by $800 billion. From 2008 till then until 2022 right so that's that's another 14 years so we're looking at 100 years it grew 800 billion in just the last 14 years the money supply grew by 8.8 trillion dollars oh my gosh explosion of money and we wonder why we have inflation right we wonder why we've got economic problems we wonder why we've got all these taxes because people people don't with higher prices they, they can't afford to spend money. And so the government's losing property tax revenue, income tax revenue, sales tax revenue, right? And so they think, oh, we got to raise taxes more to comp. No, that's not how you do it. That's how you actually lose even more. So how do we know then that people aren't spending money and that, that Biden's living in la-la land? Mm-hmm. Well, so the numbers just came out again this morning. I'm just reading all these new fresh data that's coming out. So- Retail sales for the month of December fell by 1.9%. What did Biden expect? What were they expecting? They were expecting it to increase by 0.3 of a percent, yet it went down by 2%. Yeah. So so that's a big difference. That's not a marginal. It's not like, ooh, we were expecting it to grow by 0.3 and it only went up by 0.1, right? No. It went down like a factor of like 70% more than what they thought. I mean, these are massively horrible numbers. Core retail. So things that you like gas, food, things Mm -hmm. that you actually need, right? 
They were expecting that to increase by 0.1%. This, again, is during Christmas. This is the month of December, right? right? Everybody should be spending. Core retail fell 2.3%, and they were expecting a plus 1% increase. They are living in la-la land, thinking, oh, our economic plans are going to make America great, right? People are going to spend, retailers are going to make money, and that's going to create jobs. Everything is shrinking Mm -hmm. and contracting under their watch. When that happens, they're going to have to print more money. When When they print more money, it's going to cause more inflation. The hole on the boat is getting bigger. And so when I try to analyze how long do we have before the wheels fall off this economy? Well, I'm not God and I don't control the markets, right? Mm-hmm. It's always, it's always puts people in a tough spot when, when you actually say a date, right? Because you're always going to be wrong. hundred percent of the time you'll be wrong. Right. But, but here's what we have not working for us. We've got the federal reserve saying they're going to raise rates faster into a higher amplitude than what originally thought. And that's going to start here in January. Immediately, that's going to put a pinch on people's spending, right? So that'll have an immediate impact on the stock market. Evergrande is is, is the big, big thing. Mm-hmm. Evergrande will default by May. That's the Chinese Chinese house house. Chinese uh, housing, mm-hmm. largest, yep. largest real estate company in the world. They can't make their stinking interest-only payments of $100, $200 million a month, right? March and April combined, they have $3.6 billion in, in a principal. They have to pay off their bond. They have to pay off the principal payments. It's not just interest-only. They will default on that. If they can't make their interest payments now, what makes us think that they can actually make a principal right. reduction that's right. like 15 times greater than their interest payments? They won't be able to. That will have a domino effect across the globe in the bond market and equities and real estate. This is the everything bubble that I think gives us between now and probably May, mm-hmm. you know, when, when the wheels fall off, because I think that is going to be one of the pins that, that bursts this bubble. So what do we do? I mean, David, you alluded to it earlier in the show. How do you protect yourself against this kind of nonsense and this kind of mayhem? Gold and silver, man. That's they they go up in value mm-hmm. during times of political chaos, inflationary pressures, unsustainable debt. Everything that we're seeing causes gold and silver to go up, not contract. Now that doesn't mean it's going to go straight up. You'll have two steps forward, one step back. Two steps forward, one step back. Right? Because I've got people calling me now. It's like, Kurt, silver's down the last couple of weeks. Did did it change? Is it going to start going down now? It's like, no. Right. You've That's got- the time to buy. Now is the time to buy. It. It's like it, it, it's accumulate, like you're yeah. excited when you go to Walmart and something's on sale. And yeah, you rush in there and you go and buy it. Right. Same thing with this because now, if the fundamentals of the market had changed, meaning okay, unsustainable debt. Okay, debt goes away. Nope, not happening. Inflation goes away. Not happening. Political peace, world peace. That's not happening either. Mm-hmm. So unless one of those changes, then then. Mm-hmm. The trend won't change, mm-hmm. right? So we're still allocating into this trend. We get to buy in on a dip. I would say gobble up as much as you can because in the end, tangible assets will go up with inflation. Gold and silver is a tangible asset. That's how you protect yourself in this kind of an economy. When when the boat is sinking with debt, mm-hmm. that's what's sinking the boat is debt. Your gold and silver are like the plug. That, that plugs the hole, right? That makes sense. And then and then it allows you to get out and it will allow you to 
withstand the storm and and thrive. You don't have to settle for surviving. You you can thrive during it. So long story to what what is That's my answer? What huge. is our problem? When do I see the wheels falling off? We had to go through some of that data to get to that point, mm -hmm. just to show you how much this is accelerating because like the frog in a boiling pot of water, people don't know it's an issue until they're almost dead, right? And that's where right. we are with our economy mm -hmm. right now. Man, that well, is huge. You guys, this is something you want to share, 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 share. Send this this show as a text message mm -hmm. directly to the people that you know and care about. They need to be taking responsibility for their, their situation here and, and getting educated on mm -hmm. it. Just like your health. If somebody's just unplugged and they're like, well, Fauci protocol says this. Well, how about we talk to some of these doctors that have seven, eight, nine, ten thousand yeah. patients with zero deaths? Let's let's you know, let's counterbalance like you have to own your health. You'd mm -hmm. better be owning your own faith. You know, mm -hmm. today, if you're part of a church and they're scared to death and their faith went out the window and they're closing their doors, you know, it's like you'd better own your own faith. You'd better own your own health. And when it comes to your finances, yep. people need to be gathering this information themselves and looking at it. So flyovergold.com is where you can set up an appointment to have a direct conversation with Kirk. And it's free. I love what you guys do there, Kirk, that you will walk people through uh, what that would look like for them. What are their best options? Um, they don't have to have thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. They can deal with you and, you know, continue building up. I, I love that about you guys as well. So go to flyovergold.com or you can call 720-605-3900. 720-605-3900. It is a free consultation. And I, what I love also about you, Dr. Kirk, is let's say that silver, everything changes and they need to get in gold or they need to get into stocks later. You can walk them through every step of that process. Yeah, this is a number you're going to want to have. This is a relationship. Every step. See, to me, transactions are just, they're like the necessary evil, Stacey, to be in the right place at the right mm -hmm. time. You have to buy to get into a trend. You have to sell to get out of one. But life happens in between those bookends. And this is where our company does thrive on that relationship piece. We don't expect you to watch the markets like a hawk. Right. I, I, we don't. But that's what we do. Right. So so we'll hold your hand through it. We will let you know when it's time to buy, sell, reallocate, lock in profits. So you can be in the right place at the right time the majority of the time. And ultimately, in the end, that's how you maximize your return, minimize your risk, grow your wealth. Yep. Grow your wealth so much that hopefully it becomes a generationally impacting wealth transfer where you can pass it on to the next generation mm -hmm. as well. That's what our goal is. We, everybody has that kind of a dream, right? Mm -hmm. Here's one thing that I know about our God. His dreams for us are bigger than the dreams that we have for ourselves, right? And we want to help mm -hmm. people accomplish yes. that. And it's just our little piece in this world, yeah. like what you're doing, being that amazing mouthpiece, the lightning rod that you all are, um, we're just helping on, on the on the flip side, um, helping people's retirements grow and thrive and prosper to put a smile on their face when a lot of people don't have a lot right. to smile about right Man, now. Man, that is and so you true. You have two people standing in the rain. One of them's just standing there getting wet and the other one's got like two buckets. They're collecting water, mm -hmm. you know, and the same thing is happening to both of them, but they're responding in a way that they have something different to show for it afterwards. That's the kind of situation that we're in right now. And again, life's not what you know, but who you know mm -hmm. and uh Dr. Kirk Elliott is somebody that everybody that we have ever had that reached back out to us is like, oh, I could sleep. They'll say the same thing. I could sleep so good at night yep. now knowing, hey, I've hedged myself against the craziness of who's in charge at the moment and uh, potentially profit from it as well. Yep. So don't so, wait. Take action. Go to flyovergold.com. Go there today. Flyovergold.com. Thank you so much, Dr. Kirk. We really appreciate your time. 
It's my pleasure. Great being with you. Okay, we'll see you again next week. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Flyover Conservatives podcast with David and Stacey Whited. Please subscribe, hit the notification bell, and leave us a comment below. Lastly, if you enjoyed today's podcast, share with those who came to mind. Be blessed and make it a great day. Yeah.